Hi, thank you for tuning in to State of the Arts, a podcast where art forms are embraced and artists are celebrated. I'm Lee, your hostess of ceremonies, and this is episode 34. My guest this week is Derek Upright. He is a peer specialist, a film connoisseur, a classic film connoisseur, a theatrical performer in his high school years, a theatrical videographer when he was my classmate at Manhattanville College, a DC comic and sci-fi buff, and a wonderful friend of mine. Welcome to my show, Derek. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So how did you get interested in theatrical performance in high school? Um, I don't know. I've just always been interested in being on stage and performing, which is a little ironic because um, sometimes I'm a little shy, but I don't, I don't know. Something about being on stage and performing in front of people as a different character always appealed to me. So through high school, I always liked being in plays and being the center of attention in that, you know, in that kind of role. Well, that's actually pretty common, I think. There are a lot of performers who are shy, but once they get on stage or get in front of the camera, then all the barriers come down and they start really letting go. I think it's pretty common. I heard Sally Field is shy and uh, Jim Carrey also is very quiet, from what I understand. So you enjoyed stage acting. Did you sing as well, or was it just acting? No, um, I, didn't, I didn't think anyone wants to hear me sing. My wife tells me I have a terrible singing voice, so I pretty much kept it to acting. If I sang, it was in the chorus where no one could hear me. Oh, well, that's okay. That can be trained and developed, harnessed. I remember we were in an acting class together. It was Drama 101 with Professor Posnick and Ara yeah. Fitzgerald. And a public speaking class. I remember our professor's name was Petronella. I don't remember her last name, though. I do remember her first name. Very interesting lady. Uh, So you're a film connoisseur also. You enjoy classic films. Tell me about some of your favorite movies. Um, God, I have so many. Um, See, my favorite movie right now, I love the classic Warner Brothers, the gangster films of the 30s and 40s. Angels with Dirty Faces has always been on the top of my list. Um, My favorite actors are Cagney and Bogart, so whenever they work together, I just feel like it was magic. And you enjoy film noir? Yeah, film noir, The Asphalt Jungle, um, Stanley Kubrick's The Killing, which is one of his first films, is a great one. Um, the old heist movies, I love heist movies. Those are definitely worth checking out if any of your listeners are interested. I love the Maltese Falcon. I think that's my favorite. Oh, I love that movie. I don't think it's really a heist movie, though. It's more of a... No, it's, no, it's definitely not a heist movie, but it's definitely worthwhile and on the list of my favorites as well. And you like silent films also. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Buster Keaton. Nice. Yes, he was very talented. I think he actually had an edge over Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, I was never that into Chaplin. I was um, always, you know, Keaton over Chaplin. I, I remember I had a poster of Buster Keaton um, in my dorm room at Manhattan. 
I remember you doing a report on Buster Keaton in public speaking class. I didn't, I didn't even know who he was until you did that report, actually. I mean, Chaplin I knew. I mean, everyone knows Chaplin, obviously. Yeah, my years at Manhattanville actually opened my eyes to a lot of things. Um, I don't know if you ever had the opportunity to take any film classes under David Lugowski, but he really opened my eyes to a lot um, in terms of film, you know, foreign films that I never would have, you know, really given any notice to Kurosawa, Rossellini. I did take a class with him, actually. It was a film study class. We're studying musicals. And we looked at the Bill Bugsby musicals and also musicals from the 50s and the 40s. And he was a great teacher. I really liked his technique and delivery of each lesson. He was one of my favorite professors there, definitely. So you were a videographer also at Manhattanville College. You filmed a lot of different productions. Yeah, for the dance and theater company, I did that for a while. And for our classmate, Anthony Bonilla, he used to put on um, plays. And I would do it for him just as a favor because he was a very good friend of mine. I remember the talented Mr. Ripley. I was actually in that one playing yes, the lovely Sophia. And you filmed that one as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good times. <laughs> Those were the days. So do you go to sci-fi conventions? Um, I've never actually been to a sci-fi convention. I almost went to one um, very recently, but they've been doing them online, obviously, because of COVID. So I hope to go when they start to you know, start back up. But I've never been to one physically. I've, I've done the online um, sci-fi conventions. How about Comic-Con? No, I've never been to Comic-Con either, I'm ashamed to say. Oh, it looks so much fun. You get to dress up and all that. And meet some yeah. celebrities who star in comic book movies and TV shows. <laughs> That's great. And recently, you've become a peer specialist. Tell me, how has that journey been? Yeah, I've just been, uh, I was looking for something to do where I could really give back to, to people, and it just seemed like a perfect opportunity to do that. And during, you know, I was, I was doing data analysis for NYU Langone, and it really wasn't a good fit for me. So during the pandemic, I started, you know, the the journey towards peer counseling. I took all the classes, I took all the tests, and a few days ago, as you know, I finally got my license. So it was very celebratory around my apartment, and we'll see what happens next with that. That's great. And you live in Manhattan, the city that never sleeps. That's very exciting. I think a yes, lot of- it was, it was quiet for a while, but now <laughs> things are starting to, to get going again, which I'm very happy to see. That's great. I think a lot of people wish they lived in Manhattan. Yeah. It definitely has a lure to it. So what, what are some of the more exciting moments you've had as a Manhattan resident? What are the most exciting moments I had? I mean, I'm sure you've met celebrities. I'm sure you've seen Macy's fireworks displays. Um, let's see. My wife and I, we went to a premiere of a DC animated film 
um, featuring the voice of Jerry O'Connell as Superman, and he came out to greet the fans and sign some autographs. I got an autograph from him. This was a, going back a few years, and for Superman Day, which was about a month ago, he posted a picture on his Instagram commemorating the day, and it was signing an autograph for me, so that was actually very exciting. That, that I made it onto Jerry O'Connell's Instagram, but you know, meeting him was definitely one of my one of my highlights. Being in New York, that's great. That's very exciting. You're definitely a park living in the city. Yeah. And you go to Broadway shows too. Yeah. Um, very recently, we saw Springsteen on Broadway. I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. Uh, I, you know, some people would say it goes to fanaticism, I think that's a word. If it's not, I just made it up. Um, <laughs> and it was just beyond incredible. We actually, we saw him getting out of his car to go into the show. So that was, I guess, another celebrity sighting. But yeah, it's, it's nice that the city is getting back into, you know, live theater. And it was, it was just an incredible experience. That's so cool. And you guys get to go out like a few nights a week, I'm guessing, because there's always something to do in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not all afraid and just staying huddled in our apartments anymore, which is which is which is a wonderful thing. That's great. Did you both grow up in Manhattan? I grew up in New Jersey, actually. I um, I met my wife, who was lived, well, she was my girlfriend at the time. Um, she was living in New York, and I wanted to be with her, so I moved here about, let's see, um, I'm doing math quickly for your listeners. 13 years ago, I moved to the city. And you love it. You, yeah, oh, I, I love it. I, I would never leave. I'm, I never plan on leaving. I think Manhattan is definitely up there, places that people want to live in. Yes. <laughs> I don't drive, I don't have to drive, so it's a perfect place for me. <laughs> My husband hates to drive, too. I don't think many people like driving. <laughs> no, it's, it's so stressful. <laughs> it seems like it. You see, I don't drive, so I don't know. <laughs> it seems very, very stressful from what I gather. Yeah. <laughs> Do you go to museums as well in the city? Um... Yeah, I haven't been for a very long time, but the Museum of Natural History is is number one on my list. They, they always have such interesting new exhibits, but the, the old exhibits, like the dinosaur bones and the the dioramas, they never get old. So you could, you could literally spend an entire day there, and you could, you know, you always find something new, but you want to check out the stuff you've already seen. And I'm also a big fan of Teddy Roosevelt, too established the museum so that's that's my favorite museum yeah it's it's um if you get the chance to go definitely definitely do so it, it's a great time so they have a statue of yeah i, I think there Theodore. actually there's there's a sitting statue i think there's I, I don't know if i'm remembering the movie or if i'm remembering the actual place but i think he's on the horse he's on the horse yeah <laughs> I haven't been there in a really long time. I definitely want to go back. That and the Metropolitan. It's fun to just get lost in the Metropolitan. Yeah. 
And you live in a really interesting building with an excellent Mexican restaurant in the lobby. Yeah, that was actually um, a, a selling point when we were looking at places to live because uh, I love Mexican food. And it's like, oh, it's attached to the building. That, that's, that's a park. That's great. And you got to love the diversity in Manhattan. You have so many different ethnicities and cultures and you get to experience different foods and music and yeah, art without a doubt. it's amazing such a great place no wonder people are so proud of new york city do you ever go to the outer boroughs for anything um I, i'd say we're manhattan snobs for the most part <laughs> um i had a friend who lived in brooklyn so i would venture to see him occasionally he's in california now but so I've been there a couple of times, but other than that, um, not so much. Yeah, there's a lot to do there, too. And Queens has a Chinatown, and it has an India town, and a, a little area where people from Thailand settled down, too. And Arthur Avenue in the Bronx is like Little Italy, only bigger. <laughs> oh, you just reminded me of the Bronx, Yankee Stadium. I'm also a huge Yankees fan, so of course uh -huh. I've been out of Manhattan. I, I, I haven't been to Yankee Stadium in a couple of years, but um, I used to go to at least one game a year. I haven't, I haven't been since they, since they started letting fans back in. You have to go to Cooperstown. Yeah, that's 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 on my that's number one on my bucket list. I haven't been yet. Yeah, it's a great place. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there with my dad. You know, we're Mets fans. <laughs> we're on the opposing no, I'm, side. I'm holding that against you because uh, you're, you're a dear friend. Ah, that's great. <laughs> it's getting subway serious now. The conversation. <laughs> Your wife's a Mets fan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So when it when it gets to subway serious time, uh, it, it's a little tense. The tensions start running high. <laughs> yeah, and she's enjoying the fact right now that the Mets are doing a, a little bit better than the Yankees. I'm, I'm being polite. They're doing a lot better than the Yankees, but she doesn't think it'll last, so. <laughs> That's great. I thought I, don't, I, thought I was going to marry a Mets fan. My husband doesn't follow baseball. He cheered for the Mets when he was a kid. Obviously, the 86 Mets. I think everyone cheered for them. <laughs> I think I cheered for the Mets when I was a kid, funny enough. And then I just, I migrated towards the Yankees. Interesting. Wow, I never heard that one before. Usually someone is like born and raised. <laughs> yeah, I didn't start following baseball really until, until late in life. It wasn't until after we graduated uh, Manhattanville that I really started following baseball and started loving the sport and then you know my dad was a Yankees fan so I said okay I'm gonna you know start following this team it was it was a game in 2004 I think it was I actually remember the date I don't want to bore your listeners but it was July 1st 2004 Derek Jeter dove into the stands to save a tie game against the Red Sox I said hmm, Derek Jeter he's a great player this is a great team I could get on board with this and I've been, you know, true blue, diehard Yankee fan ever since. Well, yeah, baseball's a rich part of the New York City culture anyway. It really is. <laughs> and it always has been. Back in the day, you had the Brooklyn Dodgers, the New York Giants, 
and the Yankees, of course. Then the Giants moved to San Fran, Dodgers moved to LA, and the Yankees stayed, and the Mets were born. <laughs> what a history New York has with baseball. Yeah. There's a great documentary about um, you know, Ken Burns, who I just admired to no end, his, his series on baseball. It, it's a little lengthy, but... Ken Burns baseball documentary. It's it was just remastered for Blu-ray. Actually, it's I, I don't even know how long it is, but it is so rich and so engaging. I also did one just devoted to Jackie Robinson, which is fascinating. Oh wow! I definitely want to watch that. I love Jackie Robinson. I'm a Dodgers fan, even though they were around before I was born. Yeah, did you see uh, the movie Forty Two? with the late Chadwick Boseman. Yes, I did. That was a great movie. I actually got the DVD and gave it to my dad as a gift, and we watched it together. Yeah, that's one of those movies that I'll watch over and over again. I just thought it was so great. They did a great job with that. Yeah, definitely. You know, I could picture that going on Broadway. They've been... No, they're... (laughs) I mean, they're putting everything on Broadway now. I heard that The Karate Kid is going to be a Broadway show. Get out. No way. Oh, I, I, I don't know how that's going to work, but, you know, given that um, I'm a massive Karate Kid Cobra Kai fan, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say I won't see it, even though I think it's a horrible idea. <laughs> that Mr. Miyagi is singing a solo, I guess. Yeah, that, I, who knows? That's crazy. I love Cobra Kai. I still haven't watched the third season yet, so don't give it away. I, I won't give it away, but you got to get on that season four. will be here before you know. Ah! <laughs> it's hard. I have to find time to binge watch it. And when my husband's not around, because he doesn't like Karate Kid. <laughs> How could you not like Karate Kid? <laughs> I don't know. He's not a martial arts guy <laughs> all right so um well we have about 10 minutes left uh, is there any topic you would like to discuss anything in particular let's talk about the horror movies because you and i were having a a particularly interesting conversation over facebook messenger yes about horror films and how you know the the freddy jason friday the 13th Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The horror movies of today don't really. Uh, I, I'm I'm a wuss. I'll be the first to admit it. But I I really love the Universal horror movies of the 30s, and I think they went into the 40s. I'm not positive on that, but um, you know the Bela Lugosi's Dracula, Boris Karloff is Frankenstein, Claude Rains is the Invisible Man. Is my favorite, my all-time favorite. That's great. So is there a certain year you would say is the cutoff when you won't watch any horror movies after that period? Um, I don't know. I, I, think the, I think the 70s and 80s was when it got a little... A little... Gory? Um, I don't want to say a little grotesque over the yeah. top. You know, 
because I don't want to say the 60s because Psycho came out in the 60s and that's just an all-time great. Yes, that's a masterpiece, absolutely. You like other Hitchcock movies? Um, I, I love Hitchcock. I've probably seen um, close to all of them. Rear Window, um, some of his lesser-known ones like Saboteur. Um, uh, Rope is a great one. That's one that um, Anthony and I used to watch all the time. Oh, yeah, Rope. I never saw Rope. Okay, it's, it's a great movie if you can get a hold of it. I, I think it's it's out on DVD. It might be out of print, but you can probably find it on eBay. Do you like the silent horror movies? Um, I've never really seen any of the silent ones. I know that... Um, I was talking to your husband about Nosferatu, which I'm embarrassed to say I've never seen. Yes, that's about a vampire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting how they did horror back then. It was all about suggestion. It wasn't about details. And that's what I like so much, that you don't, you don't have to show the, the, um, the, the splatter and the guts and the girl although i was just watching rambo last blood which is one of the uh, most violent movies you'll ever see i'm not mm. going to give anything away but see that's the thing about me i do consider myself a classic um film connoisseur but i also i i love the fast and the furious franchise i love rambo i'm, I'm all over the place in terms of my love of cinema that's okay i think a lot of movie fans are like that <laughs> You know, they like all different types of genres. I know I'm like that, too. Believe it or not, I'm a Quentin Tarantino fan. <laughs> Actually, I just read a story that he's hoping to um, do a remake of First Blood, which is the first Rambo movie. I don't necessarily think that's a good idea, but he's looking to do that. He's actually... Um, he wants to do one more film and then retire. I don't know why he's looking to retire because he's such a talented filmmaker. Yeah, wow. Maybe he feels like he made his millions and he just wants to kick back now. <laughs> yeah, why not? How old is he? Like in his 70s or 80s? Terrence, no, oh no, he's, he's got to be like in his 50s, I would think. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know, he's got that like look to him where he looks older than he actually is <laughs> yeah, but Pulp Fiction was um, I remember seeing in the theater I was I was uh, 14 and you know I was just so fascinated by the fact that you know he wrote you know directed and he actually appeared in the movie he created this whole world and that's what really got me started on my obsession with film you know I always liked going in the movies watching movies with Pulp Fiction I'm glad you brought up Tarantino. That's what got me started on my obsession with film. Pulp Fiction was a masterpiece. I mean, it was yes. very graphic, very disturbing, but still so artfully done. It was an amazing movie. I had it on VHS. Now I'm kind of giving away our age, but yes, I had VHSs <laughs> and cassettes. Oh, I thought I was bad because I have it on DVD and not Blu-ray. <laughs> I don't have them anymore. <laughs> I think I threw them all out. I couldn't even get people who would accept them for charity. <laughs> so, do you, do you enjoy action movies as well? 
Yeah. Yeah, that's something that um, my, my friend Steve really got me back into action movies. He and I would, would talk about, about film and um, we were talking about how Stallone is an underrated actor, which really is true. I mean, people don't give him credit. Um, I'm a big fan of the movie Rocky. When I was um, studying to be a peer counselor, it took a lot of work. And um, there were some, some bumps along the way, and I was thinking about Rocky, how he was the underdog, and how he had to struggle a little bit to reach, reach the top, and that really helped me. You know, I, I watched the movie, I listened to the soundtrack, and... It's so inspirational. What yeah. a movie, and the soundtrack's amazing, too. I find a lot of inspiration from Rocky. I think a lot of people do. I'm glad they put it on Broadway, even though I think it's a really weird idea. <laughs> Would you see Rocky on Broadway? Um, I probably will. Good. <laughs> I might also. I haven't seen a Broadway show in a while, but I think I want to get back into it. And uh, we're almost out of time. Is there something you'd like to tell the listeners? Any words of wisdom or advice? Hey. Watch as many movies as you can. It's not a waste of time. You can learn so much. That's great. I agree. I watched over 800. I started listing movies as I watched them, and it turned out to be over 800. After oh, I, have, I have software on my computer. It's a great program called DVD Profiler that catalogs my collection. It, it, it was somewhere over 2000 I had to seriously downgrade because my parents were housing most of my collection and they moved but it's still um, quite a lengthy collection that I'm housing in my tiny one-bedroom apartment but that is awesome wow you got me beat I thought I was something over 800 that's incredible you're in the G's good for you Maybe you could get on the Guinness Book of World Records. I wonder who the record holder is for the most movies. Definitely something worth googling. Definitely, yes, everybody, Google it. That's a very interesting fact. <laughs> it should be interesting to find out. Wonder if they're in the U.S. or in another country. So, um, all right. Well, time's almost up. We have a few minutes left, and I want to thank everyone for listening and thank you, Derek for being my Thank guest. You. It's, Thank you, this was so much fun. It was. It's such a treat to have you on my show. And definitely, I would love for you to come back as Thank a guest you. again. I might do a specialty show with like a certain topic, like movies or Broadway or something like that. I'd like to get around to start doing like specialty programs like that, specialty episodes. So thanks everyone for tuning in. I want to encourage all of you to stay true to your dreams and be positive, work hard, and stay safe out there. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening.